TikTok is not only spyware, it is polluting the minds of American young people all throughout this country, and they're doing it intentionally. And when you saw what happened in the last few weeks with all of this anti-Semitic, horrible stuff that their algorithms were pushing at a gargantuan rate, this is China trying to further divide the United States of America. Yeah, one of uh, Chris Christie's best moments, I thought, was you know explaining what the issue is with TikTok and why it should have been banned already. And this is one of the big failings among many of the Trump administration. He talked tough about TikTok. I heard him do it many times. But when it came down to it, he did not ban them when he could have and should have. And now since then, we've had an additional nearly six years of this type of poison be put out throughout the United States, even putting aside the spying, which we know is going on in the theft of American personal data and information. I don't know whether this has anything exactly to do with the Chinese influence on their app or the spying or the information or all of the problems that surround it, but or even, you know, the reciprocity. I thought Chris Christie's comments about how they don't allow our social media to freely penetrate their society. Why should we allow theirs here? So in my first week as president, we would ban TikTok. They want to go ahead and sell it? Let them go ahead and sell it. But I'll tell you another reason we would do it. Facebook's not in China. X is not in China. They're not permitting a free flow of information to the Chinese people from our social media companies, yet we just open the door and let them do what they're doing. TikTok should be banned because they are poisoning American minds, and I would do it week one. Thank you, Governor. I want to go to Governor DeSantis. You know, by the way, I just, this is a total aside, but every time I hear Chris Christie say TikTok, all I can think of is, uh, <laughs> I hear salt and pepper in my head. That's just, that's just what happens. It's because I've been programmed that way. But I will tell you this, aside from the spyware, aside from the information, aside from the everything else, okay, um, I don't interact with TikTok an awful lot. But every time I do, you know, I see some story, blah, blah, blah is happening on TikTok. So-and-so influencers, you know, some viral trend. Every single time I go to TikTok to look something up, here my reaction is, uh, America's dying. <laughs> That's every single time. I feel like if you put teenagers, you took the average 7th and 8th grader and somehow put them in charge of cultural formation for the whole country. Like, if that's what you did, you'd get TikTok. You'd get all of the dumbest, no offense, 7th and 8th graders, I know some of you are great, but you would get all of the dumbest people leading the culture. There was this, I'll give you an example, okay? There was this uh, Keely Pejovic, I don't know, is some kind of a semi-influencer or something. And here's what she said the other day uh, on TikTok about, you know, leaving her job. I was there for six years. That's a really long time. That's like literally like my whole teenage years. Six years, I quit. And I did not get one single thank you or goodbye or like no one gave a f But they did give a paycheck, yo. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a pretty good thank you. Thank you for your service. Here's your paycheck. You don't need extra thanks after that. The paycheck is the thing. Okay. Well, I went and 
It took me a while to actually find that clip. I, you know, I don't know if she deleted it or whatever, but um, I was I, I actually watched the beginning of, you know, 10 or 15 of her videos, like only the first few seconds. And I thought this this woman is the most. I mean, I don't want to get personal, but um, I was not inspired with her depth of thinking. <laughs> that, that was a That's great a, way to say thank that. you. That and I thought there's a reason we do not put everybody in charge of the culture. But social media puts any idiot in charge of the culture. And apparently the idiots are doing really well. I'm not saying she is. I'm just saying there are a lot of, and maybe you can infer. <laughs> so when I think of TikTok, and I know, look, some of the you know young folks I know and love and work with here, they use TikTok all the time. You know, you, you hear this thing like, you know, people don't know about hurricanes because it's not, you know, being covered on TikTok. Radio, TV, and newspapers cover it, but they don't know. They literally don't know there's a hurricane coming until it hits their house because they're watching all their news on social media. And I think, oh, come on. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. But every time, every time, without exception, let me put it the other way. I never, ever come away from watching something on TikTok thinking everything's fine. <laughs> Look at the wisdom, the the depth of thinking, the expertise it literally makes me think every time, oh, my God, we're toast. And this is the product that the Chinese have exported onto us. Oh, and don't get me, I mean, don't misunderstand. I'm not saying, like, if only it were Instagram instead, you know, or if only it were Twitter instead. Um, this is a problem that seems to be endemic to all your social media platforms. It just seems to be uniquely virulent on TikTok, the one that is the most popular with all of your kids. Or you, if you're the kid. 716 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. So aside from all of the like social or, or national security and foreign relations and reciprocity, just like aside from all of that, the sheer stupidity of TikTok is the thing that we need protecting from, apparently. 716, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? All right, we're looking good this morning. Uh, NAS Pensacola and Whiting Field, of course, we're not going to have uh, major slowdowns because uh, I think everybody's off today, which is great. The roads are looking great. Highway 98, Gulf Breeze and Navarre, no slowdowns. Highway 90 coming from Milton or Pace, you're looking good all the way into town. And I-10 and I-110 checking in clear. If you have any traffic info to report, see something slowing you down, 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You're thinking about that next vehicle, trying to decide if it's time yet. If you're already thinking about it, it is time because, you know, we always put off this choice because we just kind of put up and put up and put up and eventually you're kind of miserable in your relationship with your car, but you don't want to leave because, you know, it's a, you know, it's, it's inconvenient to go replace that car. It's also inconvenient to keep driving when you don't enjoy. You deserve better. Go to Frontier. They have great quality cars, one, two, three years old, low miles, excellent condition. That's all they specialize in is A, condition cars. Like if a car's not in good shape because they're going to back it up when they sell it to you that they'll take care of anything that's wrong. Okay, because I know because they did that with us, no problem. And, and other people I've talked to, you know, no problem, right? It's very easy. Uh, the point is they don't want to buy a car that's going to be trouble for you because it's really trouble for them. And they want to develop and maintain the relation, uh, you know, the reputation that they've had all these years of being a great place to buy almost new, you know, quality cars. So Frontier Motors, stop in today, see what they've got, about 300 different ones on the lot at any moment. They change all the time. So if you're looking for something particular, ask them. They might be able to find it for you. Serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. 
Today, Strength for Life honors our veterans. Veterans Day was previously called Armistice Day. The word armistice means truce. It was at 11 o'clock of the 11th day of the 11th month, which of course is November, when Germany and allied nations signed a truce to end the Great War, World War I. One year later, Woodrow Wilson declared that on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, Americans should observe a moment of silence to remember the truce and embrace peace. This national holiday honors both those who have served during America's war times as well as those who have served during times of peace. To all those veterans out there, thank you for your service to our country. We appreciate you deeply and recognize the United States of America to be the greatest country in human history. Thank you for your sacrifice to this great nation. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. Rumors of Fleetwood Mac, the world's finest tribute to Fleetwood Mac, returns to the stage in 2023. A brand new show celebrating the very best of Fleetwood Mac. A unique opportunity for fans both old and new to rediscover the songs and performances that have ensured Fleetwood Mac's place as one of the most loved groups of all time. Personally endorsed by Fleetwood Mac founding member Mick Fleetwood. Live at Pensacola Sanger Theater on November 22nd. The ultimate tribute to Fleetwood Mac. Tickets are on sale now from Ticketmaster.com. Each Sunday at 7.30 a.m., the Bible Baptist Bookstore of Pensacola, Florida brings you Theological Seminar with teacher Peter S. Ruckman, founder and president of the Pensacola Bible Institute. He will teach you what the Bible says about the subject, not merely what it is presumed to teach. Tune in this Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for Theological Seminar with Dr. Peter S. Ruckman, brought to you by Bible Baptist Bookstore on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. Resetting your password, unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Ask Rushing Insurance in Pensacola and Daphne if auto owners make sense for you. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. This makes my beer taste bad. Good morning, 721 News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Great to have you with us on this bright and shiny Friday morning. I'll take it. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's exactly what it is. Good temperature out. I'll take it for the day. Uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? A health emergency is being declared in Nebraska after a confirmed case of tuberculosis was tied to a daycare. They say up to 500 people might have been exposed. Health officials there say they're working to determine whether any of those possible exposures have resulted in more cases. Uh, Envelopes with a suspicious powdery substance were found at election offices in states across the country. Authorities in Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, and Georgia now all investigating these envelopes, which were all received this week. 
course, it's still unknown if the incidents are connected. And uh, a Florida hospital writing a big check after a high-profile medical malpractice lawsuit. Johns Hopkins in St. Pete is going to have to pay a family more than $260 million. Uh, This lawsuit alleged that the hospital's actions drove a young girl's mother to commit suicide. This is a case that happened about seven years ago. Maya Kowalski was 10. Uh, Hospital staff and her family disagreed on the diagnosis. The hospital apparently separated the girl from her family for several months. Uh, the family making uh, accusations of false imprisonment, negligent, negligence, and emotional distress. And this case was uh, apparently featured on a Netflix documentary called the Take Care of Maya, which is getting popular right about now. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 723. Oh, I, I love it when there's like a, a widespread Internet rumor that actually turns out to be true. I mean, everybody believes it already, so it doesn't really change anybody's belief. But it's a it's a fascinating story when something that even I had kind of like known for years, but had always kind of wondered, is this really accurate or not? Uh, Carly Lloyd, uh, according to Fox News, Carly Lloyd, uh, the you know former United States women's national soccer team star, has confirmed that the women's national team did in fact play in a game against an under-15 age boys team and lost badly, 5-2 to two in 2017. Two-time Olympic gold medalist pointed out that despite the loss to the group of teenagers, they went on to win at the Olympics in the Women's World Cup. Okay. Teenage boys, physically, capability speaking, were able to beat the best women's soccer players in the entire country, in the United States. She says they were good. This is a quote. We actually lost to a youth Bayern Munich team in my career as well. (laughs) But then we went on to win Olympics and World Cups, she wrote. And that's fine. She says they should beat us. Bigger, stronger, faster. Boys always gave us a run for our money. It was great prep. And I agree that it is. But this is just kind of part of the context of talking about the distinctives between men playing sports and women playing sports. And the just absurd claims that there's no problem having men identifying as women, especially if they've already gone through puberty, right? Men identifying as women. Leah Thomas is a great example. Um that the, that is is crazy to have them competing in women's sports, but also just the you know the gender anarchists want you to believe things like men and women are equal, interchangeable, indistinct from each other. There's no biological differences. You have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, you're you're literally making lies up. And then uh, you know you also have this kind of ongoing complaint or criticism that, for example, men's and women's sports don't fund the same. And we have this deal with the women's and the men's national team where they get the same amount of pay, same pay split, whatever money they all earn, they all share evenly, no matter who wins it. Which, in the most recent iteration, actually wound up paying the men better than the women, uh, better than they deserved because they weren't the ones who had earned the money. But same thing, if men and women playing sports create a vastly different product from each other it shouldn't be surprising that that might generate different levels of revenue. I mean, look, if the women's national team competitively is on a par with, in fact, behind at least some teenage boys teams, well, you might wonder whether the teenage boys team network, (laughs) TV, how much money would they make? And the answer is probably not much. 
compared to watching, for example, professional men play, which already don't necessarily make much yet in the United States. So I don't just kind of all of these things that you hear that you're not supposed to ask questions about because, you know, they'll cancel you or because you're being a misogynist or a sexist. No, I mean, you can believe in women's sports. You can believe that women are capable of doing amazing things without also having to believe that women are interchangeable with men or that everything men can do, women can do, or vice versa, that everything women can do, men can do. The kind of, like I said, just nutty, counterfactual, against all experience and reason, claims and premises that you don't just get told, but that you're expected to submit to these days without raising questions about or else you get called evil names. 726 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Well, we're looking great out there this morning. Not a whole lot of hustle and bustle to report. Uh, looks like uh, I-10 and I-110 are still checking in clear. Highway 90, if you're coming in from Milton or uh, Pace, uh, you've got a clear roll all the way into town. Uh, Highway 98 through Navarre and Gulf Breeze is still clear, and Highway 29 is accident-free. Uh, if you have any traffic info to report, see anything slowing you down, just let us know. 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, what else do we have going on? Um, oh. <laughs> I don't know if I want. There's a couple of stories in the news that I don't really want to talk about, but I do feel like it's probably important uh, to talk about them. Uh, One is you've got this guy, uh, an old lawyer, 77-year-old lawyer, uh, Kenneth Darlington in Panama. Have you seen this story? So Kenneth Darlington in Panama apparently is driving around on the highways, and he runs into a roadblock created by protesters who are shutting down the street. Demonstrators blocking the Pan American Highway uh, in the Chaim, I don't know if that's how you say it, sector, protest of a proposed mining contract for a Canadian company. Based on the stories I have read, this is not the first time he's encountered this problem. This is apparently a routine thing. In Panama, it's relatively routine to have the roads shut down by these protesters. Well, he gets out of his car, turns to one of the people he was traveling with and says, this ends today, gets out, talks to one of the leaders of the demonstration, uh, saying, I don't want to talk to women, I want to talk to men. I don't know what that means, but local TVN, local outlet, they reported that. A few men on the scene approached him, tried to calm him down. When the argument began, uh, captured on cameras, um, he's got a gun out threatening them. They say, why don't you shoot? Probably not the best de-escalation tactic to <laughs> yeah, use. Yeah. Are you going to kill somebody? Well, he does. He says, do you want to be first? And uh, then he opens fire. He kills one who dies in the scene, another guy who dies later. Uh, gets in the car and you know, says, let's go yet to his companion. Yes, I killed one and I shot another. Let's go to the woman that he was with. She said, we're not leaving. She calls the national police agency uh, who stops by the car, seizes his gun and arrest him for, you know, murder. Um, the, the part about this story that it's just, I mean, yes, you can't shoot somebody who's blocking the freeway. At the same time, I will say that having seen protesters stop freeways and block roads and engage in what they call civil disobedience or civil protest, um, there are situations, I'm not saying this one is, but there are situations where that can look an awful lot like kidnapping by a mob. And there are situations I've seen where, you know, you're not just talking about five people laying down in the street, but you're talking about 2,000 people in an area surrounding cars, you know, and they, you know, and then somebody drives either out of the crowd and hits somebody or drives through the crowd and hits somebody. And you start to look like, well, we charge them with vehicular, vehicular assault or manslaughter. if Somebody winds up dying. And what I have always said is, look, if you block a road, you are in the wrong. You are engaging in a crime and you are engaging in a stupid crime because 
you never win people to your side through that kind of behavior. All you do is infuriate them. And in this case, it infuriated somebody to such a degree over time that he engaged in what was clearly an illegal act. So my advice to protesters is don't block streets. My sympathy for anybody who's ever encountered that is I understand the frustration of it, and you have to act carefully because what you may do may break the law, but I understand the impulse to want to do something to stop the inconvenience. Not this, but something. Fox News, I'm CJ Papa. President Biden will meet in person with China's Xi Jinping. It will take place next Wednesday in the San Francisco Bay Area. Senior administration official confirming today both men will be in the city for the APEC summit. It'll mark the second in-person get-together by the leaders of both superpowers. Former President Trump making gains in a recent CNN poll focused on five key battleground states. The Republican frontrunner narrowly trails in only one swing state, and that is Wisconsin, where Biden has a two-point edge. But the president defiantly told a crowd in Chicago last night, quote, since I took on Trump, we haven't stopped winning and he hasn't stopped losing. Fox's Brooke Singman reporting this morning and not enough evidence to make an arrest in the death of Jewish protester Paul Kessler. Uh, coming from the Ventura County Sheriff's Office in Southern California. America is listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731 at News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne right now, 70 degrees. It is mostly cloudy this morning in Pensacola. And we are learning a little bit more now about those events that led up to a fatal shooting on Teakwood Circle this week. Investigators say the two men involved were roommates and arguing apparently over dinner on Wednesday evening. 53-year-old Martin Cardenas allegedly went to a nearby room in the home and got a gun and shot the victim several times, killing the man. Cardenas was waiting for deputies when they arrived at the home. He's now charged with second-degree murder, being held without bond at the Escambia County Jail. The town of Century has now reportedly entered negotiations with a potential town manager. Mayor Luis Gomez Jr. introduced the town council to Robert Brown at Tuesday's meeting, and they promptly set a special meeting for last night where the council voted to enter into negotiations. Brown reportedly has some experience serving in Indiantown, Florida, uh, Bell, California, Muskogee, Oklahoma, and Opalaka, Florida. The whirlwind hiring comes after the town attempted to hire Robert Thompson for the town manager position several months ago, but he ended up taking a job in Arkansas instead. Florida Power and Light says customers should see their power bills go down in the next few months. Every dollar counts in this economy. And that's why this rate reduction is actually very good news for our customers in Northwest Florida. And that is company vice president JT Young. He talked to Channel 3. The Public Service Commission approved lowering the storm restoration recovery charge. That'll see the most power bills reduced by about $5 starting in January. The charge was specific to the utility repaying, re, paying for repairs after Hurricanes Ian and Nicole. The annual reorganization of the Santa Rosa County Commission happened this week. Given the circumstances, given that we still have two relatively new commissioners on the board, it would be my recommendation that the vice chair, Commissioner Parker, step up and become chair and then can select a vice chair or the board can, can make motions at that, at that time. That from outgoing Chairman Colton Wright. He will remain as District 5's commissioner. Sam Parker was voted to be the chairman. District 3's James Calkins as vice chair. Calkins was uh, last year's vice chair, but was bypassed for the chairmanship when Wright was nominated. 
An Escambia County initiative to train young people for work in the trades began yesterday. The Block by Block Youth Construction Symposium is a six-week training program. It's free for young people, and uh, the first program was focusing on carpentry work. Then our next program will probably maybe plumbing or maybe electrical, maybe uh, masonry or something like that. But we're going to keep pushing through the program with the goal of when they get out and get complete the program, they'll, they'll be able to, to go out and get a job. It's going to be a county administrator, Wes Moreno, there. In addition to training people, the to the training, people that attend also get paid work experience and a certificate when they complete the program. There's a special holiday delivery on the way to the International Space Station. SpaceX launched a Falcon 9 last night at the Kennedy Space Center. That rocket, of course, carrying uh, a bunch of supplies for researchers on the space station, but also a Thanksgiving dinner with turkey and cranberry sauce. The capsule expected to dock at the ISS about 5 o'clock tomorrow morning. 7.35 at News Radio, and let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. We're looking great this morning so far. 98 is clear from Navarre through Gulf Breeze into Pensacola. Three-mile bridge, not showing any delays. Uh, looking over on the uh, west side, uh, Lillian Jackson, uh, Navy, and New Warrington, all accident-free over there. Highway 90, if you're coming in from Milton and Pace, you've got a clear shot all the way into town. And Highway 29 is accident-free up in Cantonment. If you have any traffic info to report, you can text us at 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Mostly cloudy skies today with a 40% chance of stray showers high near 78 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 65 degrees. For Saturday, our cloudy and rainy chance continues. 50% chance of rain with a high near 72. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 62 degrees. Rain chance rounds out the weekend with mostly cloudy skies on Sunday, 40% chance of rain. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. 70 in Pensacola, 71 in Gulf Breeze. 68 in Milton. Our next news at 8. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne. News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with your money now. Vince McMahon plans to sell a substantial chunk of his stake in TKO, the parent company of WWE, the wrestling empire founded by his father. McMahon intends to sell $8.4 million of his $28 million shares, worth about $700 million. The move could be an indication the 78-year-old McMahon plans to get out of his family business, which has been the dominant player in professional wrestling for about four decades, launching the careers of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, John Cena, and many other crossover stars. Waffle House employees in Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina rallied outside the company's corporate office this week demanding improved working conditions and $25 per hour salaries. The workers hand-delivered physical copies of a petition signed by 13,000 employees to corporate offices in Norcross, Georgia. They're seeking the end of the, quote, unjust meal deduction policy as well. And that's your Money Now. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like CMEX Materials, GE Wind Energy, Pensacola Bay Oysters, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. 
Hi, I'm Mansfield Coe from Pensacola Hardware. We are your best local and regional resource for industrial construction and hardware supplies. Daily, we meet the needs of Pensacola's construction companies, providing superb knowledge and co-compliant products. We specialize in concrete and masonry tools, fall protection products, and tools and supplies for the HVAC, mechanical plumbing, electrical, and glass trades. Give us the opportunity to show you why we are Pensacola's oldest and best hardware and construction supply company. Pensacola Hardware, 20 East Gregory Street, downtown. Do you want to stay up to date on the latest news, weather, and traffic, but don't have a radio nearby? Then you need to download our new app. With the News Radio Pensacola app, you can get text alerts for breaking news, severe weather, and traffic delays. Plus, customize your alerts so you only get the information you need. It's easy to sign up for text alerts. Just download our app, create an account, and select the alerts you want to receive. You can even change your settings at any time. So, what are you waiting for? Download the News Radio Pensacola app today and start getting text alerts. They used AI to separate John Lennon's voice from the instrument he was working on, and then they matched that with some other recordings, fresh and not fresh, and we have a new Beatles song. Wow. That is um, um, not my favorite. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> you know, it's not bad. It's just that uh, that weepy, weird, kind of depressing Beatles stuff that's not my favorite part of their music at all to begin with. But uh, let's get Kate Meehan in here. She is our pop culture editor at DailyBoom.net. Kate, welcome back. Are you a fan? What do you think? See, I hate AI, and we have discussed my concerns about AI and how it can just literally put most of us out of work in many, many ways and make things not what they seem to be. And having said that, I like this. I like the weepy, sad, Lennon-led Beatles songs. So it's kind of up my alley, and okay. I hate admitting that. <laughs> I hate admitting it. And in but this it, case, it the AI like a isn't. Punch when I first heard it. Yeah, the AI is not generating. The AI was literally used to separate, so you could generate the yeah. authentic. The AI is not creating anything here, right? Yeah, it's not creating anything. But I have to say, when I first heard it, it was like a gut punch. So, yeah, that's because my it was reaction. a fresh version of John Lennon that you'd never heard before, right? Yeah, exactly. So you're a fan. I'm not such a fan, but that's because you like that slice of their um, discography, right? I like that slice, but like when you ask me my favorites, I'm going to tell you like Eleanor Rigby. Oh well, yeah, me too. Favorite. That is one of my favorites. Yeah, that that would be my favorite. But but at the same time, you know, when we slow John down a little bit and he gets introspective, I've always loved that part of their catalog and his solo stuff. Okay, all right. Let's call it the Depeche Mode wing of the Beatles discography. (laughs) (laughs) Or or maybe maybe the Smiths wing of the Beatles. Yeah, that's right. If Morrissey were John Lennon. Um, All right. Uh, (laughs) That's now that's a comparison you're never gonna. 
going to get out of your head. Um, let's see. We got <laughs> the Simpsons have uh, come into a whole new evolved era where uh, Homer is no longer strangling Bart. Um, I actually included this in my transgressive memorial service this week. I, dude, um, the whole point was that Homer's a terrible dad and terrible dads strangle their kids. And it was funny because it was satire of terrible dads. How is this confusing? Well, it's not confusing. What's confusing to me is that it took pop culture so long to realize that, in fact, on these episodes, Homer stopped strangling Bart many seasons ago. Yeah. It took us this long to realize it. So. Yeah, I, and I, I don't know. I guess, I, you know, I'm very protective of when they try to get rid of something that I found entertaining. This is entertaining. I loved mm-hmm. Apu. He was one of my favorite characters in the show, and Hank Azaria suddenly has this, you know, weepy confessional retrospective discovery that he can't play yeah. an Indian character on. You know, just like, come on now. <laughs> Why does everything there good have to go away? Every cartoon character that we were raised on did something inappropriate, was violent, met a crazy ending. Think of the Roadrunner. Yes. I mean, and, and Bugs Bunny and Foghorn. everything had something. To, yes, everything had something to it that would not be acceptable now. Even, so you can't strip everything away from everything. Even that horrible, you know, uncle who played the guitar, Fragoretta Corden, he did try. Crambone. I mean, look at him violating <laughs> Tom's bodily integrity by yanking a whisker off of his face yeah. to replace the guitar string. I mean, that kind of violence just can't be on a cartoon for kids, you know? Like. <laughs> Literally everything gets canceled if you follow this path. I'm sorry. Anyway, I just get worked up. Yeah. Um, what happened with Winona <laughs> Judd at the CMAs? I didn't see the episode, but I guess it was pretty weird. It was pretty weird. She looked like, I, I think people thought maybe she was having some sort of medical emergency. Okay. Um, because she stood there. She didn't really move from center stage. She was holding on to Jelly Roll the whole time. So it, I could see where definitely it looked like something was maybe wrong or she was afraid something was wrong. And she came out and made a statement. Like her team told her, don't look at the comments on social media. Don't look at the comments. And so she didn't look at the comments, but she came out laughing and said, I was just scared. I was just genuinely scared because he is so good. And I had nerves and I still get nerves. So it was really that simple. She held on to him because he's this big, supportive guy and she felt like she was with him and steadier that way my 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 in-studio professional drummer who's now my producer is disputing yeah. the possibility that nope. <laughs> no <laughs> I, I, I am not believing that for a second uh fair enough i will defer to the professionals on this one um meanwhile uh you've got uh, elon musk we now have heard that he got booed and at a comedy concert where he was just there and Dave Chappelle, I guess, sort of mentioned something about it. And then he went home and cried for a month and was depressed because people were criticizing him for misrunning Twitter. Do I roughly have this story right? I mean, yeah, I guess, kind of, for sure. <laughs> but, but Elon Musk also has been diagnosed as clinically depressed since, okay. like, childhood. So it doesn't take much. He takes meds daily, and it's something he struggles with. And then when you put the ego into the picture. Yeah, that probably is exactly how that happened. <laughs> well, they, you know, I guess but he's, yeah, his, his depression has been well known. And he's got Asperger's and he self-medicates like you say. Yeah. And I mean, you know, kind of all of it. And, you know, I, I understand that yeah. people with different brain functions and bodily chemistry than I have might well behave differently than I do under a lot of circumstances. So, you know, that's a, that's a fair reminder. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart, who, you know, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, 
agreed for reasons I can't explain other than pressure in Hollywood to do a, um, you know, a very risque cover for Maxim magazine back in the day. And then was subsequently approached by Playboy to be in, and she had gotten so much blowback from Maxine that she's like, oh no, no, I don't think so. And now she says, thank God, right? Yeah, this is one of those things where I feel like she reacted like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. You know, she was 23 years old. No, but seriously, her reaction after maybe what was seen as a misstep, it, she reacted like a normal person. Like, we can relate. You know, you make a mistake. You don't do it again. But when she was 23 and on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, she did pose for Max and the cover came out and the series told her she was actually in breach of her contract by doing that. Oh, like a morals and, and, and public publicity clause or something yeah. like that? Wow, okay. Yeah something, yeah, something like that. But bigger than that, her little brother was still in high school and all of his friends were coming up to him and showing him the picture of his sister. Of and her were. father got blowback at work. And so because of that, she felt so bad for her family. She felt bad for the embarrassment. So when Playboy approached her, her reason for saying no was because she did not want to do that to her father and her brother again. Right. And, and now guess, that she has three boys, yeah. 20 years later, she is so grateful that she you know, stuck by the family and decided to protect the family from embarrassment because it would have really trickled down now. You know, you know, we don't have time to get into it today, but, you know, I see all these stories constantly about so-and-so. Like, there's this uh, MMA fighter, woman, who's gone on OnlyFans, and she says, in one day on OnlyFans, I made more than my entire career as an MMA, and you see teachers yeah. doing this stuff, and all I can think is, yeah. you know, in 10 years, okay, the money will be gone, but the pictures will remain, and you will be sad to see your children looking at those pictures. I mean, like that kind of thing. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad yeah. that she's a lesson for this. But man, it just seems like this endemic problem. And man, I don't think good things about our culture when I hear stuff like that either, right? No, I mean, everything is a double-edged sword, and you have to be really smart. And sometimes being really smart means not taking the money, not taking the comfort, not taking the stability that it'll bring you now or how it can set you up financially for later if you, you know, if you play your cards right. But everything comes at a price. Everything comes at a price. Kate Mann, she is our pop culture editor at dailyboom.net. Kate, always a pleasure to talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks. All right. Jake's got traffic for us now. Jake? Oh, the pictures that will surface for me (laughs) in 10 years. How's your OnlyFans account doing? <laughs> well, I only have one fan. Um, <laughs> and you married her. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, looking great on the roads this morning. No accidents to report. I did see, let me get back to my map here. I did see, right if you're heading down Avalon Boulevard, right before you get to 10, um, there is an accident there. Uh, it's not showing any roadblock as of now. So uh, everywhere else is looking good. Highway 90 coming in through uh, Milton and Pace is looking good. And uh, most importantly for me, <laughs> getting home, 98 uh, is looking great this morning. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. If you have any traffic tips, text 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3. Oh, and uh, oh, yeah, I'll get that. I'll get that next time. All right, That's okay. Very yeah. good. And also, uh, happy birthday to Marines. Uh, yes, today, happy, yes. 248 years young, funded, founded at the Tun Tavern, the only military service branch founded in at a bar. bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So thank you to all the Marines. If you are thinking about buying or selling a home or just want information or kind of in that 
I'm not sure phase. Hey, now is the time to get some good advice because, you know, before you start forming, you know, ideas and getting attached to a certain picture, what the future might hold. Now is the time to talk to Christina Leavenworth and ask her what she thinks about your situation, what you're trying to do, finances, all that kind of stuff, because she'll give you good input so you can avoid, you know, kind of getting invested in what might not be a great idea for you. Then again, maybe you can get excited about it being an even better idea than you thought it was. And look, selling 230 homes last year, that's just amazing. She and her folks at Levin Ricky Realty are fantastic. Obviously, they know how to get this done. They will help you have realistic expectations and, you know, to have and, you know, also so you know that when you're working with her, you're going to get the very best price buying or selling. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Ricky Realty. Climate tech, climate tech. Hello everyone, Travis Thompson here from Climatech of Professional Air, your independently owned American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer. It really doesn't matter what time of year we're in, you don't want to have heating and air conditioning issues in your home, much less have to replace your comfort system. The good news is, if you happen to need a new system, we have tremendous promotions going on right now that can save you a ton of money. For a limited time, our high-efficiency systems have rebates up to $1,500 and income tax credits up to $2,000. And we're including a full 10-year parts and labor warranty valued at up to $2,900. So if you have to invest in a new system, the timing right now is perfect. Want more information? Call us. Climatech, Climatech. This fall in Pensacola, Florida, celebrate 10 years of FUFU. This year promises to be bigger, funner, and, well, artier. Engaging art installations, livelier music, more amazing cuisine, and a vibrant culture that's contagious. Discover it all this fall. Come celebrate 10 years of FUFU Fest, November 2nd through the 13th in Pensacola, Florida. Start planning at FUFUFest.com. There's nothing worse than being charged to spend your own money. That's why at Pen Air Credit Union, our fee-free checking account has surcharge-free ATMs available from Pensacola to Pencil wherever. So wherever you go, you can bet there's a surcharge-free ATM waiting for you. Because, hey, we don't like fees any more than you do. So our checking has no monthly fees, no balance requirements, and thousands of surcharge-free ATMs nationwide. Pen Air Checking. It just fits better. Make the switch at penair.org slash checking. Federally insured by NCUA. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. News Radio Pensacola. He's on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. Now you will only be risking your lives, whilst I will be risking an almost certain Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor. Man, this is like my new favorite Cars song that I didn't even know existed. It's Everything You Say Off of Door to Door, and I, I've been kind of going back and 
told this before, going back and listening to old albums by bands I love, but you know, I didn't love them till later in their career, so I go back and catch the early stuff and see if it's good. This is a great song. 753 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I have a very, very troubling story to tell you about that involves a local state representative, Michelle Salzman, a good friend, a delightful woman. Of course, she is District 1, the north part of Escambia County. Um, she is being lied about on social media, and it's got her family and her life in danger. I mean, this is bad. This is really, really bad. The um, The story that's been circulating that was basically started by the woman who I would describe as genuinely crazy when I talk, when I hear her, I cannot believe she's a state representative, Angie Nixon. But you remember Angie Nixon was giving that, um, that, you know, tearful, upset speech about the Palestinians and she wanted a resolution on their behalf in the state house. And she lost that vote by what, 118 to two or 110 to two or something like that. You know, only Anna Eskamani voted with her. In the middle of her wailing and gnashing of teeth about the Palestinian and the Israeli situation, this is the actual clip from the floor, okay? And then I'll tell you kind of what's going on in the backstory here. We are at 10,000 dead Palestinians. How many will be enough? I also, one of my colleagues just said all of them. Wow. One of my colleagues said all of them. One of my colleagues also stated that this is going to dry up their fundraising if we vote on this resolution. I also want that, like, that's what we've become in this state. That's what we've become in this state where we don't care about innocent babies that don't even get the opportunity to blow out their first birthday candle. So let me ask you this question. How likely, and she's claiming that Michelle Salzman said all of them. That's what she's claiming. And that's what is being circulated on social media. That's what has now led to death threats against Michelle Salzman. That's what led to threats against her family. That's led to people circulating her address on social media, which, by the way, um, you know, she's got protective detail on her now. We've got, like, Gulf Powers putting up extra lights in her house. She's worried about her family's security. I was talking to her a little bit this morning off the air. And um, this is this is awful. And you're like, you think, oh, this is interesting information. I'll just share it innocently. Um, no, if you share her address online, FDLE will come find you. This is you are part of the problem, and that's why I'm trying to warn you. Number one, the story isn't what you think it is, and number two, if you participate materially in this, you could become criminally liable if anything happens, and even if nothing happens, and God, God forbid that anything does happen. So I was talking to her, and she said, you know, look. We were in the back. We had our backs turned. We weren't really paying attention. And somehow or other, what I managed to say at that moment, they have taken out of this context and amplified and made it sound like I didn't say that. I would say, she says, you know, kill all the Hamas terrorists. But who in their right mind would say kill all the Palestinians? It doesn't make any sense. So to claim that she says insane, but because Rep Nixon is trying to deflect from her own nutty view on all of this and the blowback she got from being the only member of her party to push for this and getting only one other vote with her on this is trying to, you know, push off responsibility or anything on somebody else. This is genuinely bad. This is genuinely awful. So I would uh, encourage you to please pray for her sake because all of the wrong people have, have heard about this now and they're, I mean, literally engaged in, you know, threatening her. Okay. So please pray for her, pray for her family, pray that nothing awful happens, pray that justice be done and that, you know, uh, and please don't participate in the problem.
And the story is not what you think it is if you've just read this online. 7.57, let's get a quick uh, traffic break before we go to uh, Dave in the newsroom. Jake? Well, we're looking good this morning so far. Um, Highway 90 coming in from Milton and Pace. You're looking good. Uh, also, Highway 29 up in Cantonment. We're not seeing any major delays. Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic. Um, and also no delays on Burgess or Olive. If you have any traffic info to report, you can always text us at uh, 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. And just by the way, like this is the difference between news and social media. So somebody had sent me the question earlier and said, do you know about this? And I didn't. And I said, well, I'm definitely not going to talk about this on the air until I talk to Michelle and hear her side of the story. And then, you know, you just think sharing something on social media isn't part of the problem. It absolutely is if it's not appropriate context for the story. Anyway, just, you know, uh, an aside. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, the Cornell University student accused of making threats against Jewish people will not get out of jail before he stands trial. A federal judge yesterday denying bail for 21-year-old Patrick Dye, who allegedly posted messages online claiming he was going to hurt Jewish students on the campus. SAG-AFTRA's National Board is reviewing a proposed labor deal with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. If they approve that, it'll be sent to the union for ratification. And apparently the world's largest bank was hit with a big cyber attack yesterday. As a result, they had to trade using flash drives. The uh, New York office of the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China was hit with a ransomware attack. They weren't able to clear U.S. U.S. Treasury trades, had to send out messengers with USB drives. Wow. And as a result, a bunch of other banks and brokerages were also forced to reroute their trading yesterday. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. And by the way, I said pray, and I wouldn't normally do this, but I am going to do this because I think it's appropriate enough. Um, I'll, I'll pray for her on the air. Lord God, thank you so much for a country in which we can speak our mind freely and hold our opinions. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you would watch over Michelle Salzman, watch over anybody who comes under threat, whether they're Jewish or anybody else, because of the terrible things that are going on in the Middle East right now. And Lord, thwart any plots against her, against her family, bring comfort and peace to her, and please bring justice to this entire situation. Um, and repentance for uh, Rep. Nixon for the things that she has done to contribute to this. You're listening to... News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.